BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Amisha Gormley. We're two girls obsessed with one thing. Beauty. Beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We're calling on our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. With a drink in hand. Definitely with a drink in hand. (laughs) You're listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims. I'm so excited about today's episode, Em. I love a good trend. We love a good trend in everything. This is actually going to be like a follow-up, like a 2.0, because we actually had Well and Good, which if you guys don't know, it is an incredible trusted advisor for navigating the world of wellness since launching in 2010. It is an incredible site. They demystify, they define how to live a well life. They cover topics from food to health to fitness to lifestyle Incredible. So we are so lucky today. We have Abby. Hi, Abby. Hi. We have Abby Stone. She is VP of content. So that means she knows her shit really, really well. And we're going to be talking about the 2023 wellness trends, the latest, the greatest, and the most groundbreaking innovations. When I was talking to my producer, Elizabeth, we can't go on every topic. So we did kind of narrow it down, but we're super excited And we're kind of like super excited to do it all over again, but for 2023. Let's dive right in because we have so much to cover with the release of your trend. We just tell everybody like a little bit about Well and Good's trend report. Absolutely. So as you mentioned, Well and Good has been releasing a trends report since the brand was founded in 2010. So this, I think, was our lucky 13 list. And they've really expanded since the founding. You know, you think back to 2010, it was really things like reviewing new SoulCycle studios or new juice bars in the neighborhood and very kind of like localized wellness trends, things to look out for. And where we are now with our wellness trends report is they really are speaking to cultural movements and the way that people think about their well-being and the way that they access their well-being ton of research and reporting goes into these reports. We start compiling the evidence and the data for each of the trends we're going to name in, you know, months before the launch of the report, which happens at the end of every year. And we speak to hundreds of industry leaders and brand leaders and founders and experts and doctors and nutritionists and, and anyone you can think of in order to have all of the latest and greatest intel 
so that we really feel like we can stand behind the trends that we call. It's not just a hunch. There's a lot of support for them. There's a lot of data. And I think that's why so many people come to Well and Good, because it is backed. It's not just, oh, like you said, it's a hunch. Today, we're going to focus on three categories. We want to like pick your brain. Beauty, because it's a beauty podcast. <laughs> beauty, fitness, and food. Great. So we're going to start with beauty. Beauty biotech, natural ingredients with less environmental impact. We have been noticing here at Lipstick on the Rim, people care what's inside the jar. They care about the ingredients, where they're from, how they're made. I know that's a big thing, but tell us all about the trends for beauty in 2023. Absolutely. So yeah, starting with biotechnology, biotechnology is an umbrella term that just means using biological processes in a lab to create new technologies. So some forms of biotechnology that people might be familiar with are, you know, when you're talking about lab-grown meat, that's biotechnology. The COVID vaccine is a form of biotechnology. And in the beauty space, what we're really seeing is that in a lab, they're able to mimic natural ingredients, which is super exciting because what we're finding is that as people are moving more and more towards natural beauty and natural ingredients, it's starting to take a real toll on the environment. It's not super sustainable to be harvesting things like vanilla and argan oil and palm oils when the leading causes of deforestation in the world. So what's happening now is they can take a really small sample of these ingredients that people love in their beauty products and they can duplicate it in a lab so they can make a whole lot more of it without having that impact on the environment. So it's this really great blending of, you know, the natural beauty trend that we've seen with a greater environmental focus. Is that also having an impact? Because one of the things that I have noticed, and it's more with makeup, less with skincare per se, but I've noticed that natural makeup products have really come a long way, like their efficacy. And I am more drawn to them. I am shocked by the fact that the majority of the products that I now use are actually natural and clean. Whereas opposed yeah. to like maybe three or four years ago, it was much less so. Yeah, no, they have come a long way. And you mentioned makeup. I think particularly in makeup, one of the challenges for natural beauty products for a long time was getting that rich pigment from the natural products. And I think we've seen huge strides in that space. You see brands like Kosas are coming out with like beautiful blushes and lip colors that are super vibrant. So yeah, there's definitely been a lot of progress in that space. Is there one company where you're like, okay, definitely check out their products that you feel, I mean, Kosas is one, K-O-S-A-S. -S. It's a great clean beauty line. Is there another line that you would recommend our listeners? Yeah. So in the biotech space in particular, Shiseido has been doing this for a long time. Oh, wow. Yeah. People might not realize they've been using biohyaluronic acid since the eighties. So they're really a pioneer in this space. And then Biosance is another huge one that people might have heard of that they use a lab developed squalane, which, you know, is often derived from shark liver oil is where squalane comes from a lot of times. So they've developed a form of it that they extract from sugarcane and then they replicate in the lab. So if you're someone that's avoiding like animal products in your beauty products as well, it's a great solution. Funny you said Shiseido because a girlfriend of mine introduced me to this app over the weekend called Yuka. Do you know Yuka? 
I don't oh God, guys. It is, it's going to unfortunately like change your life right now, but <laughs> you can scan any beauty or food product. And you just scan the UPC code on it and it'll tell you how clean a product is or how good a product is. And like, I'll give you an example, like Aesop, you know, the soap, the mm-hmm. expensive grainy soap that came up as poor for me, mm. but clay to pose the serum was excellent. I love Which the clay to pose serum, but I love what? my Aesop soap. I love my Aesop soap. You know, the static free detangling spray, the fairy tales for the kids. Poor. Oh, great. I just bought the shampoo and conditioner. Great. Awesome. Oh, it, but my point is you can scan it. This is the app and you like literally like I went through everything. How do you spell it? Y-U-K-A, Yuka. And so to your point, Shiseido, I would never have thought that would be like a clean brand. Same with Clay de Poe. So I was shocked that the serum came back as excellent. So sorry to sidetrack, but it's it's really relevant. No, it's so relevant. No, it's so interesting. And there's so much, you know, not to get down on a tangent here, but there's so much interesting technology happening in the beauty space too. I, you know, this sort of scanning app is fascinating and more and more ways to kind of like try, you know, use AI to like try on makeup before you buy it. Things are just rapidly improving. So super interesting. I'm not onto that though. The ill maquillage does it and I can't get on board with it. It scares me. (laughs) Scares me. Okay. Trend we got from you. New products attacking the root cause of hair loss and shedding. And Michelle, you don't need to listen to what she needs. I need this. So hair loss is a, a huge problem for people in the United States and even more so over the past few years. So it's a side effect that many people have experienced if they have COVID. And then even if you're not someone that had COVID or was sick, stress is a huge cause of hair loss. So more people are noticing hair loss, they're experiencing hair loss, and they're looking for solutions. So what I think is so great about this trend is hair loss is something that people weren't necessarily keen to speak about before. It was something that they were maybe embarrassed by or ashamed by. And now that there's kind of this groundswell of people saying, hey, that's happening to me too, it's really pushing the beauty industry forward to create more products that better suit their needs. Hair loss has a number of causes. So stress is one of them. Genetics is one of them. Autoimmune conditions can cause hair loss. And you kind of need different targeted solutions for each of those problems. It's not a one-size-fits-all approach. But in the past, you know, you kind of just think of like Rogaine, right, as being the old standard. And and people were confused about what else was out there. So a lot more product. Yeah. Do you have any companies that well and good feel like they're kind of making strides in this area? Totally. So a ton of brands are more focused on scalp health, which is a huge, you know, scalp health and addressing the like root cause of hair loss there is a great way to combat it. So we have brands like Muesli is one that is focused on scalp health. And also Muesli is interesting because it's actually an oral minoxidil pill that you can take. So minoxidil is the active ingredient in Rogaine, but increasingly you can take it in an oral form, which is super interesting. So Muesli is one to keep an eye on. How do you spell that? Yeah, it's M-U-E-S-L-Y. So they're super interesting ones to keep an eye on. And then going back to that scalp health idea, brands like Whey and Necessaire are really focused on, you know, detoxifying the scalp, healthier hair growth.
Okay, anyone who knows me knows that I'm obsessed with washable home items. I know, it is truly the best hack, especially for anyone with little kids, or if you like drinking red wine on your couch, which I do. All of our chair cushions are washable. Our couches, well, which is why I'm so excited to talk to you guys about Ruggable. Your rugs can now be washable too. This is such an awesome brand. Ruggable makes machine washable, non-slip and stain-resistant area rugs, runners, doormats, and bath mats. They come in a million different sizes that are made to order. What's so great about them is that they're designed to withstand whatever life throws at you. Dirt, dust, spills, and even pet accidents. Let me tell you, we are in a constant rotation of all things in my house. Except Ruby would never do that to us. Wink, wink. Besides the fact that they're durable and so easy, they're also super chic. There are so many different texture options. I'm talking shag, plush, and faux hide. And they do these really cool collaborations with incredible designers like Jonathan Adler and Iris Apple, who I love. As well as super fun and kid-friendly styles from Disney, Star Wars, Marvel. My kids love these, and yours will too. Ruggable's patented rug system comes in two pieces a lightweight rug cover, and a non-slip rug pad. It's super easy to detach and reattach whenever you want to clean it. You literally just throw it in the wash and never have to stress. You guys, I'm telling you, having a washable rug will take years off your life. You'll never have to take... You'll never have to yell at your kids again. No, kidding. Just kidding. Visit Ruggable.com and use code LIPSTICK at checkout for 10% off your purchase. Again, that's code LIPSTICK for 10% off your order on Ruggable.com. When it comes to hair care, there's no one-size-fits-all solution. That's because all of our hair goals are completely unique to us and our own genetic makeup. I've talked about this before, and it's really something I struggle with. But during my pregnancies, my hair definitely took a turn. I know a lot of women experience this and it keeps me calm knowing I'm not alone, but I'm always on the lookout for anything that can better my hair and increase thickness and vitality. Thanks to my personalized pros routine, I can honestly say I've really started to see a transformation. Let me tell you guys how it works. Pros, P-R-O-S-E. Pros makes custom hair care that's effective because it's personal, using natural ingredients with proven results. Pros customizes every product in your routine from shampoo all the way to the supplements. First, Pros will start by asking questions about your hair goals. Mine are obviously increased thickness and volume. They're in-depth, and I mean in-depth consultation. Also asks you about who you are as a person, how you live, which really helps them give an idea about what your environment is and what circumstances you're putting your hair through. Circumstances might include bleaching your hair every six weeks. Sorry, it's just the reality. They'll even ask what zip code you're in, your eating habits, how much you exercise. It's all relevant. And once they formulate your products, it's all bespoke. So far, the shampoo and conditioner is truly my favorite. And I love how chic it is in the bottles. The texture of my hair has totally transformed. It's softer, shinier, and fuller. Pros is the key to achieving all your hair goals this year. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off. That's right, you guys. 15% off your first order today. Go to prosprosc.com slash lipstick. That's pros.com slash lipstick for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. A Dear Media original podcast. 
What's up, you guys? We're back. That we are. Back to the Beach with Kristen and Steven is back for season two. And honestly, guys, I think we got something even more unpredictable than season one. We've got the new cast members. We've got the old cast members. And we've got some opportunists. Oh, God. But don't worry, you guys. We're going to break it all down. And we're going to do it with some major guests this season. Yeah, so tune in every Tuesday for season two of Back to the Beach. A Dear Media original. We had Tess Marshall from Nutrafol on the podcast. And it was so interesting to talk about the causes, like you were saying, and to really, it. this category is definitely blowing up covid i hadn't heard covid being no. caused loss that was I, that gave me pause when you said that it's one of those things that you know i don't think the the cdc has come out and said it's like an official symptom of covid but kind of anecdotally a lot of people are saying after i had covid i experienced hair loss so the what you know i think we're kind of learning more about covid and long covid as we go and, you know, with, with these things, it's always correlation and causation is always tricky, right? So was it the disease itself? Was it the stress from the disease? Hard to say, but it's definitely an uptick that people have seen in the past two years. I'm just ordering muesli while you guys talk. Especially <laughs> like connecting it to autoimmune, you know, I think that's it. COVID's an inflammatory. So yeah. autoimmune are triggered by inflammation. So anyhow, it's all, I'm not, I'm so far from a doctor, but all of this I find so interesting these days. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned Nutrafol because I feel like Nutrafol is one where over the past like year or so, past few months, I've just seen so much more of them on my Instagram feed and them working with so many, you know, more influencers and celebrities. And I think it's a great they're company. really, yeah, they're doing such a great job to bust that stigma. They're coming out there, they're talking about it. They're making it like cool and not scary for people to share their problems. So we really are interested in this category. The rise of psychodermatology, what it means for stress-relieving skincare and how to stop the vicious cycle. Yeah, psychodermatology for listeners who aren't familiar is really the study of the connection between the skin and the mind. And it's mm -hmm. been a rising, a rising field with increased research over the past few years. And now brands are getting on board. And we're seeing that in a couple ways. So you call it a vicious cycle. That's exactly right. When it comes to skincare problems, it is a cycle, right? So we know that stress causes inflammation in the body, spikes cortisol, and can cause skin issues for people. And then research also shows that having skin issues can make you stressed or make you depressed, right? So it gets worse potentially when you have issues. And then the other factor at play here is that you know, the physical symptoms of having some skin issues like eczema or psoriasis might make it difficult to sleep at night. And then a lack of sleep can also have an impact on your skin and on your stress levels. So it's just this huge mess. And I think it's so smart and important that doctors and brands are starting to look at, well, how do we treat the stress that's at the root of it rather than just treating the, the skincare problems. And what we're seeing is you can kind of do both at the same time, which is what's so cool about this. So there are some brands that are approaching it from kind of a, a holistic lifestyle point of view. So brands like self-made are, you know, talking more about mental health, talking more about skincare as self-care and kind of encouraging you to build a beauty routine that involves self-care and reflection and taking time. Tatcha this past year 
did a campaign where they introduced step zero to your beauty routine, which is before you start applying any products, take a moment to, you know, take a deep breath and center yourself. So really incorporating mindfulness with skincare. And then on the like nerdy sciencey side of things, there are, there's increased research about skincare products that actually have biologically mood boosting effects. So they're called neurocosmetics. And when applied topically onto your skin, they can block the production of cortisol and they can boost beta endorphins. So you're actually using a topical skincare product and it's having an effect on your brain, which is wild to me, but so cool. That is so wild. What's yeah. a product? Like, give us an example of products that has that. Yeah. So Loom, L-O-U-M is a brand that does this. It was developed in concert with a psychodermatologist. So a lot of research went into it. Last is another one, L-A-S-T. They use adaptogens to boost beta endorphins in the skin. And then kind of going back, you know, this is obviously a science kind of newfangled version, but the idea of having calming ingredients like lavender or eucalyptus in your skincare goes back centuries, right? So it's, it's borrowing kind of a similar ethos that we've seen for a long time. All right. We have to get to the fun part of beauty. Okay. Let's start with hair. Are we long? Are we a short bob? Are we, are we... Corkscrew curls, are we light wave? Are we straight? What is 2023 in terms of hair? You know, I I'm I promise this isn't a cop-out, but I think with all things beauty and hair, it's personal expression is what it comes down to, right? So it's not curly over straight. It's like what makes you feel the best and finding that for you. Personally, I got a curtain bang like a few months ago. So I'm hoping those aren't going away. I love a curtain bang. A friend of ours who we work with, Izzy, she just got a curtain bang and it looks really good. You're so true. Because I remember, and I know Molly, you will, back in the day when we would get like our Mademoiselle, you were in, I was reading them. And it would be like the trend of green Mm. eyeliner. It'd be like six pages dedicated to like the makeup trends. I do think, to your point, Abby, that that seems to have slightly fallen by the wayside. Like, I think there are still trends, like the red lip is back or there's a winged eyeliner and there's certain things, but it's not, there's not the same emphasis on it. I think that there's more so like how you look and feel and and that exudes. And if you're, if you feel great with like a dewy, blushy cheek, then that's your trend mm-hmm. or a curtain bang. You know, I think that's, that sort of maybe started, I think, because of COVID. Like we we kind of all toned it down because we were forced to just strip down to our bare cells with no hair salons and nail salons in sight. And I don't know that we came back from it the same way. Yeah. I think people are also experimenting a little bit too. So trying new things, maybe, you know, you mentioned the Bob Molly, like, I think everyone loves that French Bob. And particularly if maybe you've had longer hair going shorter, there was that trend during the pandemic where everyone was dyeing their hair. I used like a pink in the shower you know, hair dye for a little while that Kristen S makes. I love it. But, you know, so I think there's some of that, like after being home for so long, after only being on Zoom for so long, like wanting to play with your look a little Mm -hmm. bit, wanting to experiment and try new things. I think that's what we see on TikTok too. With like, I feel like every day there's a different makeup trend on TikTok. I think most recently it was the cold girl trend. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what trends are you seeing in terms of makeup? 
Yeah, I love the cold girl trend. It's what is the cold like, girl what is, trend? I don't know, what's the cold girl trend? Well, you're in LA, so maybe you don't know. But like when you, you know, when you come in from the cold and you're like a little bit flushed and a little bit red. So you put like a little bit extra blush rather than being like so bronzer heavy and you put a little bit on your nose, which I think is so cute. I love that. Um, so that's a big one. I'm trying to think what else. The lip, lip liner. Yeah. Remember we would put Benetint cheek gel. That was it. It was, that was the ultimate cold girl blush. It was that red cheek tint. Totally. No, that's a great one. And then, you know, slugging is something people have been talking. I guess that's kind of a, a skincare trend more so than makeup, but you know, using like Vaseline on top of your products on your lips in order to help, you know, lock in the moisture overnight. That's a huge one that's taking off and has a lot of, you know, expert support too. I know it is, it is interesting, like what people come back to year after year. I have never heard the cold girl trend. So is bronzed going to be still a good trend for 2023? It is always, always right. Like it's that healthy glow is always going to be gorgeous. I think I do think there are more and more supplements that the beauty industry has really, you know, delved into in terms of powders. And, you know, I look at uh, I like this company called Moon Juice. Mm -hmm. They're optogens and mushrooms and all sorts of like concoctions. But I, I have to say, I think we really are leaning into all of all of that. Yeah, I think there's just a greater understanding of how what goes into your body affects the way you feel and also the way you look. So this beauty from the inside out idea is definitely one that we've seen gain traction over the years. And I think as people have kind of a greater holistic awareness of their health and well-being and the way the things that they eat or staying hydrated or exercising can have an impact on your skin and your appearance is, is having people think about things in that way. I also think nails, like nails came out of like the vengeance last year. And that's a trend that I am seeing not stopping. Like anyone and everyone has green, blue, pink, long, short, spiked, flowered, Rainbow. I think it's such a good point. Yeah. I have a girlfriend who is like, she dresses so classic, but like her nails are always so fun. She does like the pointy, like she had like a gold French tip the other day. I was like, oh, then it was a black French tip. I'm like, not what you would expect when you look at how she dresses. I think that's such a fun trend you can play with easily. Well, again, it goes back to Abby's point about self-expression and really totally. kind of just owning it. And I think whether it's dyeing your hair or your nails, but, you know, I find myself going down the TikTok of like, oh, that nail color is kind of cool. Could I pull off the glazed or the chrome or the velvet? I have to change it up. You There's so many great... Change it up um, a little. I do my so nails many... are boring. I know I'm never, I, I will hide mine right now. There's so many great kits that you can do at home now too. So Chill House released a line of press-ons called Chill Tips, which mimic that artsy, super trendy, expensive manicure you can get for, you know, $10, $15 a pop that you can just apply at home. And what's great is, you know, these are not your your mom's press-ons, the glue is much better for your nails. It kind of, you know, 
it's we much easier them. to remove them. The yeah. Chill house. She was awesome. Oh, we loved her. Cindy Ramirez. Cindy, Cindy. Ramirez. She Cindy. is incredible. Love her little family. Okay. We're going to move on to another hot trend for 2023 fitness. Okay. IRL fitness is back after two years of virtual and hybrid exercisers are realizing there are some things they can't find at home. Will you kind of tell us what all that means? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So, you know, everyone is aware during the pandemic, gyms and boutique fitness studios were one of the first places to close their doors. And we were really wondering, are people going to go back, right? Like people have figured out ways to work out from home. A lot of people invested in their home workout equipment, whether it's buying a Peloton or a mirror or just like carving out space for a mat in your home. And there's so much convenience associated with working out at home that it was a big question mark. It was like, what are when it's safe to go back to an IRL workout class, are people going to want to? And what we're seeing is that, yes, they definitely are, which I'm really excited about because, you know, a lot of mom and pop shops in the fitness space went under during the pandemic. So I'm glad to see that there's a future here. And we're seeing it pop in some modalities more than others. And ones largely where, you know, there's like equipment or a trainer or an instructor involved that it's hard to replicate at home. So Pilates is a huge one. People are flocking back to Pilates. And then strength training and boot camp classes are seeing a huge resurgence. And then something that's really interesting to me is that a number of these lower price point big box gyms as well. So places like Crunch and Planet Fitness are seeing huge numbers in terms of returning, which I think to me speaks to the fact that it's not easy for everyone to carve out space in your home to work out. So it's great to have a space for people to return to. It's not even about the space. It's about like getting away from your kids and your husband and your, your, your life. Like if you're carving out that me time, but really carving it out, not answering the door, not, you know, picking up a kid. Literally I'm going someplace. Someone's going to meet me or I've got a machine or a program or a class that I can go to. What is mobility training? Mobility training is a huge one. You might've heard the, the word around. It's a, it's a buzzword that we've seen popping over the past few years. And what it really is, is you can think of it as the fourth pillar of fitness. So you have strength, you have cardio, you have flexibility, and now people are increasingly aware of mobility. And what mobility is, is the range of motion within your joints. So flexibility is about, you know, how much can your muscles stretch? And then mobility is how mobile are, are your joints. And it's a really functional form of movement. It really mimics the way we go about our lives. It's a very, when you focus on mobility, it really helps with, you know, longevity and sustainability of fitness. So more and more people are, are looking to figure out how can I pay more attention to my mobility workouts? We started releasing mobility exercises on our Well and Goods YouTube channel this past year. And they were some of our most popular fitness videos of the year. Obey also says that over half of their subscribers are taking their mobility classes. And Les Mills is another one. I think 40% of their subscribers are tuning in for mobility classes. So I think it gets to this idea too of like taking a 
kind of gentler approach to fitness. Something we say a lot about well and good is your only two choices are not to go hard or go home, right? You can move your body in a way that feels good. Recaleisure, functionable and fashionable outdoor apparel. This is a new word I've never heard of. <laughs> I love this one. This one's so fun for me. So, you know, we're familiar with athleisure, right? So the way that workout apparel started to be worn all the time and everywhere we go and got a major glow up. We're now seeing the same thing when it comes to outdoor apparel. So like hiking apparel, skiing apparel. It used, you know, used to be you could go into like an REI and all the women's versions of clothes were the shrink it or pink it model, we would say. Like not very appealing unless you love pink and purple, like colorways for yeah. clothes and not very size inclusive either. So there are a number of new brands that are focused on making really functional hiking and outdoor apparel that you can wear hiking, but is also super cute and super chic. And you can wear it as you go about your lives and kind of built into the fabric of a number of these brands too. Same with you. Alder is one. Hiker Kind is one. Half Days is a skiing and snowboard brand, but they're all incredibly focused on size inclusivity as well and making sure that people of all shapes and body sizes can feel great in the clothes that they're wearing because that then encourages you to get out and get moving. Is there a trend this year for 2023 in terms of what's hot to do in fitness if you want to get in shape, lose weight? Like, is there something that everyone, is it Pilates, is it... Boxing, is there a certain, or is it just a little bit of everything? I'm hearing it's Pilates. I've been hearing a lot about Pilates recently. Pilates isn't new. People have been doing Pilates for a long time. I think you spoke in the episode last year a little bit. We called former and reformer workouts as being one of our big trends for 2020. And people are really going back to it. It's one of the first types of classes that people are returning to after the pandemic. So I think that, I think that's going to keep being a big one. I'm doing it twice next week. I think it works. It people bodies change really quickly. I think it helps with like back pain. I think there's so many positives with Pilates. I need to get into it. I thought this was an interesting one. Fitness tracking is no longer all in the wrists. The next generation wearables designed to be invisible care, less about sharing data and more about driving healthy habits. Yeah, exactly. So Will Ahmed, who's the founder of Whoop, had this great quote where he said that he thinks that all fitness wearables should be super cool or invisible. And what we're seeing now is this trend towards fitness trackers that you can really set and forget. I'm someone who I love wearing my Apple Watch when I exercise, but if I wear it all day, I find myself just getting incredibly distracted by all the notifications. They'll tell me to stand up and I'll just kind of wave my arm in the air instead of actually doing it. So these new devices are made to kind of hook into maybe your sports bra or on your hips and they're completely screenless. So you're not checking them throughout the day, but it's monitoring your biometrics and your stats and sending it back to you through an app with some meaningful actionable insights as well. So not just sending you the numbers, but saying, you know, it looks like your heart rate variability is a little high. Maybe you should try taking a walk to reduce stress levels. So I love that they're giving you information that you can really use rather than just bombarding you with kind of pings and screens all the time. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you love your Apple watch. 
I do. I took it off for a while and then I got it back on. I, it makes me less attached to my phone, which is why mm. I like it, but I don't know which, which one is like the lesser of two evils. I don't know. It is interesting. Like I looked at my steps yesterday and I don't normally look at my steps, but just the information that one can get from these invisible or visible objects. I mean, it's crazy what an Apple watch can tell you. It is phenomenal how far we've come. I mean, that commercial that they have is so powerful where someone falls on a hike in the forest and it's like the Apple, it's like the the 911. I mean, I was like sucker for it. I'm like, not that I'm going hiking by myself, but it's like, you know, the coordinates, the ambulance shows up and it's, wow, the Apple Watch saved this person's life. I mean, marketing well, genius. But it's, but it's true. Like it can, it can help you in all facets of your life, be connected to your children. If something bad happens, like if something is, really, really ASAP or of, you know, that needs, it's there. It's like right on your wrist. All right. Let's switch to a very fun topic. Very good trend. Food. Mm. Food. Snackable supplements go beyond the gummy. Yes. So this is a really fun one. So there's this whole new class of supplements we're seeing that are made from whole ingredients, whole foods, and they look like little like truffles, you know, when you make those like health, Mm -hmm. you know, health truffles in your kitchen, they look like that. So they're these little snackable bites and you can take them in place of swallowing a pill in your supplement routine or taking a gummy. And what's so interesting about them is that they are made with whole ingredients and more often than not, whole ingredients are more bioavailable than what's found in a pill, which means they're more easily absorbed into your bloodstream. So these are largely uh, dietitian approved ways of taking ways of taking your supplements. A number of people we spoke to, there's one brand called Tend that released the first prenatal supplement that you take in it's like a like a very skinny like bar form. And what they were finding was that pregnant women in particular were having a really hard time swallowing pills. They, you know, if you're feeling queasy or nauseous in the morning, that's just like not something that you want to do. So being able to have that in a different form, that's also potentially more effective is a really exciting development. And are they higher in calories or how does that work? Like, yeah, so they're not, or- you you don't really eat them like as a snack. So it's not, it's meant to replace your supplement routine rather than like act as a protein bar where you're hungry. So you want to snack on something that gives you a boost. So calorie counts, you know, pretty low. It's not, you know, even replacing a snack, let alone a meal. It's just like a little bite that you pop. And so you mentioned 10, what are some other brands? Gem is another one. G-E-M was one of the first on the market. They're like these, these little bars. And then Rootless is another one that looks like those little truffles. And then another one that's really fun is Source, S-O-U-R-S-E, which Sarah Highland has invested in. And those are chocolates. So you can snack on your, you can get your daily supplements by eating a chocolate, which, you know, I'm a big fan of that. I'm a yeah. big fan of that. Plant-based nostalgia food brands. So you might have noticed that the 90s seem to be back, love it or leave it. And we're seeing that with food trends as well. So a lot of these snacks that millennials in particular loved eating growing up. So things like, you know, 
fun cereals with cartoon characters on them and box macaroni and cheese and instant ramen. They're now getting these makeovers where they have more healthful ingredients and often they are completely plant-based. So you can kind of enjoy that nostalgic comfort food feeling of these childhood favorites, but feel a bit better about the things that you're eating. It is coming back. What's the macaroni we like? The new company, the Goodles. Yeah, they're one of them. Yep. That's exactly right. I love them. And they just released a vegan, a vegan variety. Yeah. They have a, they have a spicy one that I haven't tried yet that I want to try, but my kids actually eat it and they think it's like, it's as good as craft dinner like that. It does. I've done the taste test. Yeah. It's delicious. And it has like extra nutrients in it from veggies, which is awesome. I thought this was a good trend. Tend to table dining. Say goodbye to boring tuna. Canned fish is getting a major flow up. So tinned fish is something that people have long enjoyed in Europe. You think of Spain and you have sardines and they'll often kind of serve them right from the tin. But in the U.S., you think of canned fish and you think of tuna and you think that's gross. So what we're seeing is we're bringing some of that like fun, playful sophistication that Europe has long enjoyed into the States. And why we're seeing it happen now is that during the pandemic, people really began cooking with pantry staples which gave it, you know, kind of the perfect opportunity for some brands to develop new products in in the tinned fish space. So Fishwife is one that we love. Bela is one that we love. And they come in these like the the tins themselves and the packages are really beautiful and fun and colorful, which I think just always is so great to have in your kitchen. And what we're really excited about is a number of the new product launches from these companies planned for 2023 incorporate kind of like sauces and veggies in the fish as well. So it's almost like a meal in the can and you can put it on top of a salad or on top of some like couscous or quinoa. And it's just like a super easy, super nutritious meal. Use or no with those? No. So they tend to be what's known as smash fish, which is, let me see if I can remember, sardines, mackerel, anchovies, salmon, or herring rather. And those fish are inherently really low in mercury and high in omega-3s and protein. So those tend to be the fish that are are canned. So I used to yeah, no crush canned tuna with a little mustard. I did. And then yeah, I had to stop because of, you know, having babies and all of that. But I, I'm gonna go back. I, I love I love that. Energy drinks, the buzzworthy new beverage brands. We are seeing this everywhere. Yeah. So Celsius has really just like taken over is probably the the one most people are familiar with. Is it healthy for you? Are these healthy? Yeah. yeah. So that's a big question. A lot of them are not actually. So there's a lot of what we call health washing in this space where, you know, brands know that people want energy. They're tired. They're looking for a pick me up, but they're also aware of their health and well-being. So they're not going to reach for you know, a Red Bull or a monster or something that has a reputation for being less healthy. So there are a lot of brands that will kind of claim to have these functional ingredients, claim to have, or they do in fact have adaptogens, but they still have a ton of sugar. So definitely read the label on these so you can be a conscious consumer. But, you know, it is cool to see that a number of them are using kind of natural sources of caffeine. Starbucks just released a new, a new bottled beverage that has caffeine derived from, I believe, the cocoa plant. 
So there is some cool innovation happening there that is better for you, but definitely buyer beware in this space. In terms of food, do you see any trends? Like, is it going to be a p- Italian year, a pasta year? Is it going to be a meat year? Is it going to be a plant-based? Like, what year are we are we looking at? Well, plant-based is definitely continuing to be a huge trend for people, particularly people who are sustainability and environmentally minded. And then the other one that seems to have real staying power is the Mediterranean diet was just named again, I think kind of one of the most healthful ways of eating. So incorporating a lot of these things we've been talking about. So like fish and grains and beans and less red meat into your diet seem to be the way that people are eating. But I think overall, people are just sick of kind of being told they need to like restrict what they're eating. So it's more finding ways to enjoy the things that you love and that taste good to you that also make you feel good and make you feel healthy. Instead of restricting, just eating less of what you love, right? Because if you take it away, you automatically want it more, right? Like it's Balance. it's just, it becomes ultimately, and I think that's where, which I'm going to try to sneak in one more category. It goes back to self-care, like what makes you happy? What makes you feel good? And you try my son's birthday was a few weeks ago. I literally ate my face off with this pasta. Like it was so good. I like, and it made me so happy. It's balance. It's finding those moments where you, you say, you know what? I am going to have it because life is short and I'm going to have the pasta if I want today, because who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Sexual wellness is coming to a store near you. New sex toys, pleasure focused products, more and more. Thank you, GP, for getting the word out there. And I mean, we've never been so open. Absolutely. And for 2023, what we're seeing is we're so open that you can buy these sexual wellness and pleasure focused products at Rite Aid and Walmart and yes, Target. Especially, and but but if you stores. have gray, go into the Goop store in Brentwood and go straight for the vibrators. It's a little bit of an awkward moment of like, ah, oh, he's like, mom, I love this toy. I'm like, oh yeah, me too. But it gets a little awkward. So maybe not in Rite Aid or at a local CVS Walgreens near you. But no, I do think it's really important, you know, I love how we've made it okay to talk about it. We've made it okay to people have sex, people use this, people don't like that, people or not. Like, I just love that it's it's become an open topic as opposed to like, it's dirty and it's hidden and... Yeah. Or it was only associated with reproduction, right? So you think about the, you know, reproductive health aisle in the, in the drugstore. And now it's much more, you can find the, the lubes and sexual oils and toys. So taking a more pleasure focused account that takes into the fact that, you know, having a sensual sexual relationship with yourself or with your partner or with whoever it may be is an important part of your overall wellness. And it doesn't need to be tied just to procreation. I love this. With mental fitness, we are working out our mental health like we do our bodies. Don't wait for a crisis to seek mental well-being support with this new suite of resources. I love that. I do too. Yeah. It's really taking this proactive approach to your mental well-being and building up your kind of self-care mental health toolkit. So you have a number of things at your disposal that you can go to when you're feeling down or, you know, going through a bit of a rough spot. So a great example of this is Wondermind, which is Selena Gomez's new mental health focused brand. They have a daily newsletter 
and a content platform where they're offering tips and mental health advice and exercises. And then there are these cool platforms, one's called Well Set and one's called Well Bar. And they offer mental health classes and sessions and mindfulness exercises and access to therapists on demand for a subscription model that can be a lot more affordable than paying for therapy sessions if that's something your insurance doesn't cover. So I want to be clear though that this, you know, these sorts of tools don't necessarily replace therapy or medication if you really need those for your mental health. But it's more learning more about the things that you can reach for, the exercises, the tools that you can go to before you hit that crisis point. I think that there's also so much less of a taboo around therapy. Like it used to be, you know, you only went to a therapist if there was something wrong with you. Now I feel like people have therapists as like a safe place to talk to somebody. And the accessibility factor has increased, you know, the shrink chicks, Molly. We love them so much. We love them. Like there's, it just has become much more, like, I don't, I don't have a friend, honestly, I don't think who doesn't talk to a therapist. I really don't. And that's not an indulgent thing. I think it's like a self-saving, I need to preserve my mental health, not because there's anything wrong with them, but because it allows them to balance out their life with somebody and probably makes them happier at the end of the day. And I also think, you know, I recently started going back to therapy and I think therapy has changed. It's not just you talk and someone listens. Like I actually have active conversations with my therapist. I'm like, Bronwyn, what should I do? How do I do it? What do you think is best for Brooks or Scarlett or Gray or she was telling me to look at something differently. She was like, I think you're looking at it wrong. Cause I'm like, I can be naggedy Nan. Okay. I don't want to be naggedy anymore. I, I just think that to Emish's point, it, it's really changed. Like I really do have like a back and forth. And again, I, this is just my own personal, I'm not suggesting people do this, but just my own back and forth. I do like someone who can help me work through an issue. I mean, Emish is my main therapist, but just to be able to like talk it out or she'll be like, you're totally fucking overreacting or you need to go drink two bottles of wine and let's just cry together. You know what I mean? Like, do you have that person who will kind of check you or be like, or you're underreacting or I'm having a, you know, a difficult situation with anything like a mom or a friend or just to kind of like talk you through it. I had a friend say the best thing about therapy it gives you the toolbox you need. And I think that's like the best way of looking at it is it's, you know, if you react to a situation this way, and that's like my go-to knee-jerk reaction, a therapist will give me the tools to better handle it the next time or to think in a different way so that I don't go down the rabbit hole or spiral or whatever. So I think that's for sure something that we could all use. I don't know anyone that can't use a toolbox. Absolutely. And it's become so much more mainstream, like you were saying, which I think is, you know, one of the main barriers for people getting the help they need is that they're afraid to, or they don't know where to start. So the more people can start being open about their experiences and talking about how it's been so helpful for them, the better. I mean, everyone on the last season of The Bachelorette was talking about their therapy. So I just feel like that shows how mainstream it's gotten and how far we've progressed in terms of reducing stigma. Mm -hmm. 
You guys can't see Abby Stone because she's on Zoom and she's beautiful and she's fabulous and she's smart and I could listen to your voice all day long. Abby, we're going to ask you a little bit of rapid fire about yourself. Favorite thing about your job? My team. I love the people I work with. They're so smart and curious and I learn from them every single day. Wellness trend you would never buy into? Detoxing, except for a digital detox. I think your body naturally detoxes the way it needs to. I'm not going on a cleanse or a detox. Hmm. You and Emisha could be best friends. Um, wellness trend you can't wait to try? Mm. I've never tried one of those infrared blankets. Have you seen those? Where or it's the like higher dose, dose or whatever. It's yeah. so funny. I'm doing mine tomorrow morning at like 6.30. I made like my little moment in my gym and I unboxed it. I had a different one, but that is a great, great device. And I love that trend. One beauty product you can't live without. I love the fresh soy cleanser. So easy to use. Smells great. Doesn't get in your eyes. I'm super low maintenance when it comes to beauty. So it's like a one and done for me. Because you know all the trends every year and in every moment. Do you feel smarter than all your friends? Only when they ask me obscure questions about, you know, psychodermatology and exactly. Fitness. Yeah. <laughs> Coffee or Coffee tea. Or tea. Oh, go ahead. I think we did it together. Coffee, hundred percent. Go to cocktail. Anything with an egg white. Uh, you know, uh, um, when they like whip an egg white on top, I always go straight for that on the menu. Abby, I fucking love you. I've never heard that in my life. I biggest, <laughs> biggest indulgence. Oh gosh, just being able to kind of like chill on my couch and watch TV all day. And I love, I love a binge watch to quote the White Lotus. So I just started that. Mm, enjoy. <laughs> Your superpower. I can stay calm in a crisis. God bless you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially my husband tends to panic. So I think that makes me kind of be like, I'm the one that's got to keep it together here. We could not be married. What's your biggest pet peeve? Oh boy. When someone interrupts you, I think that's, you know, sometimes you pause to think of the right word and they'll like jump in, which I know is a sign of endearment as well. They want to be engaged, but can sometimes halt your own thinking. What makes you happy? Hmm. My dog makes me happy. I just feel like, yeah, she's a, she's a funny little mop it and having her around makes me happy. We always ask every guest before they go, if you could give advice to your 10-year-old self, what would it be? It would be to just ask the questions, to not pretend like you know all the answers already. I find that something I've learned as I've gotten older is if I don't know what something means, it's so much easier to just be like, hey, I've never heard that word before, or I don't know that book you're referring to. Tell me about it. Because then you do learn it and you can move forward. Whereas I feel like as a kid and as a young person, I was so stressed out all the time trying to pretend like I had it all together or I knew what was going on. So wish I could have learned that one earlier. And now you do. Now you know what psychodermatology is and nobody else does, <laughs> which is why you're on our podcast. You're amazing. Make sure and follow Well and Good, Abby Stone. We love you. You're an incredible writer, you guys. She has written so many... <laughs> The, one of my favorite things you've ever written was, I used to hate washing my face at night, but then I tried this makeup removing cleansing balm. You had me at cleansing balm. You're amazing. And we love this. We love 
listen, we love being in the know. It's just what we do. We love connecting people and whether that be to home or wellness or fitness or food or fashion or beauty, like that's what this podcast is about. And it is so interesting, the trends, you know, and how much they change. We didn't even get to the planet. Abby Stone, you're awesome. And do not lose the curtain bangs because they're so hot and you look amazing. You and T-Swift pull it off. You and T-Swift pull it off. We're going to have you back on, but thanks for being on. You're a wealth of information. And Thank trend. you guys. <laughs> All right. Lipstick on the rim. Listeners, I'm always sad when it goes. I'm like, do am I really going to have an hour of, of or 30 minutes to talk? And it's always like I go over. Elizabeth <laughs> yells at me and is like, cut it off. And then I say to Emisha, we have to stop. But I never want to leave you guys. You guys are awesome. But we do. And we will see you guys next week. Love you. Love you. Thanks for listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims and my ride or die, Amisha Gormley. We are always so excited to bring you guys along on this journey. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok at Lipstick on the Rim or my website where we just dive a little bit deeper into my favorite products, trends, and much, much more on mollysims.com. This podcast is a production with Dear Media. A special thanks to my team, Elizabeth Tawfield, Schaefer Carrillo, Kenna Ryan, and Anna Sessions and everyone at Dear Media. Don't forget to listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss out on the fun. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.